Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. But our problem is that here in the United States, at least in our culture, I don't know what to do in other parts of the world. I've been there too much. But we try to mix all of them together. And we have a believers meeting, an evangelistic meeting, a healing meeting, a teaching meeting, a worship meeting, and a prayer meeting all in one. And we're not very successful at either one of them then. But in a church, and I realize that a larger church is going to be more difficult to do some of these things. But in a church, we ought to have all kinds of meetings. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today, we continue the series, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. The 127th Psalm, the first verse, first part of the verse said, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. Now that means more than just building a house. Of course, if God's not in it naturally, but he's talking about spiritual things as well. You see, a lot of times the reason that churches fail is because they're built on wrong principles or purposes. I made mention of the fact that I had a visitation from the Lord. Part of it was revelation, part of it was vision. It lasted for three hours. I began by praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, and I kept hearing myself say, every now and then the English word would come out, plans and purposes. Plans and purposes. And I just kept going over that, going back to tongues and coming back to English, plans and purposes. And finally I said to the Lord, there's something else to that. And then I continued to pray in tongues, and this time I prayed the English translation, plans, purposes, and pursuits. That's what I'm talking about. Plans, purposes, and pursuits. Now you'll notice evidently, like the 127th Psalm, the first verse, whatever you're doing for God, is it God's plan? Evidently, it said, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. Notice that they did build the house, but it wasn't God's plan. But they labored. But we want God in whatever we're doing, don't we? number of years ago, I remember at a convention, some of us preachers were standing around talking. And one minister who was pastor of quite a large church, I guess really the second largest church in that particular city of probably a million and a half people. And uh, he was talking about if I, and he didn't build that church, he had just called there to pastor, but he said, I'm thinking about resigning and I'm going out here in the suburb somewhere and build a church. And he said, I'm going to build it around me. Well, I didn't say anything, but I watched it. I noticed it went down because it doesn't have the right foundation. We ought to build the church around Jesus. Many times, folks, you know, when there's church splits sometimes, some folks, you know, their purpose and their plans all wrong. They'll even say the Lord told them to do it. I don't believe God ever told anybody to steal another man's sheep because I don't believe he's a thief. But of course, you know, understand somebody in some old dead church, you can't blame them for coming, amen, to a lively church. I, I thought about uh, a Rhema pastor who graduated from Rhema in 1979, went back to his home country of, of South Africa and started with 13 people in his father's living room, just a Bible study. Well, they outgrew the house and so they rented, uh, we call them theaters, they call them cinemas. They rented a cinema, just a small one, went into it, and it wasn't a process of time, they outgrew it. 
And so they, they leased or rented a larger cinema or theater building and went into it and started Rainbow Bible Training Center in South Africa. Well, right close to them in this uh, cinema where they're having church, there was a, a full gospel church. And in fact, the man was not only the pastor of the church, but he was a head man of the whole nation over his particular full gospel denomination. And yet he had to work for a living. He worked on a job every day. He had 400 people in his church. I know because you see, when we went over there then, when they bought the first shopping center, and we went over to dedicate it, but one of our drivers said, I was a member of that church. And our pastor kept cautioning us, don't you go. Don't you go to that. That's all era, uh, that prosperity message and that faith business. And so he said, we went just to see what it was like and liked it so well we stayed. And said in the process of time, uh, 360 of his people went and liked it so well that they stayed. He had 40 people left. But I noticed that when we dedicated their, their facilities that that denomination sent a telegram and said, uh, because they were in session, uh, a national convention of their nation, and, and said, at first, we, we thought what you were preaching was error, but we come to see it's the truth. More power to you. We just want you to know we're with you and for you. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. That fellow got to seeing that the church is supposed to support him. Uh, you see, and, and he hadn't talked to people to give, but as they sold and gave, God prospered him. You see, if your plans and purposes are in line with God, that's the point I want to make. Let's stay with God's plan. Amen. Amen. So let's get back now to some, to some spiritual side here. Like I've said before, and I'm going to repeat it, uh, it's a responsibility of the one who's going to speak, uh, the pastor in his church and whoever's going to speak, to find out God's plan and purpose for the particular meeting that you're going into. Uh, there are teaching meetings, of course. There are healing meetings. There are evangelistic meetings. There are worship meetings. There are prayer meetings. And uh, if we meet to pray, well, why don't we pray? I remember a lady said to me right here at one of our seminars and came from one of the outlying towns, said, Brother Hagin, may I speak to you after one of the morning service? I said, yes. And she said, uh, well, maybe you can help me. She said, uh, now I'm Episcopalian. And she said, in our church, uh, in our city, uh, the, uh, well, about half of our Episcopal church, in fact, a little more of them all have the Baptist no go speaking tongues. And our, our pastor, a priest, Episcopal priest, he has the Baptist, speaks in other tongues. We have this weekly prayer meeting. And she said, I don't know why in the world they called it a prayer meeting for it, because said we very seldom ever pray. Well, now you see, they got their plans all mixed up, and their purposes all mixed up. She said, I'd call it a prophesying meeting. Said, that's all they do is prophesy over one another. And she said, uh, is it right? I said, well, what do you mean is it right? Well, she said, for instance, they always prophesy something bad to me. Well, I said, no, the scripture teaches that in the simple gift of prophecy is speaking unto men to edification, excitation, and comfort. And if it didn't exhort you, comfort you, or edify you, then it's not the Spirit of God. Well, she said, then the Spirit's not in anything we're doing. And you know he isn't a lot of times? I said, you know he isn't a lot of times? I'm talking about plans, purposes, and pursuits. And so she, I said, well, why do they prophesy over you? Well, said about uh, 18 months ago, they prophesied that my, that my mother was going to die in 12 months. Well, I said, did she die? Been 18 months? No, I said, she's in good health. I said, that's easy to judge that. I mean, your 12-year-old kid, one and a half cents could judge that. That couldn't be right. I mean, 18 months, she's still alive and kicking and well. They prophesied that my husband was going to leave me within six months. I said, well, did he leave you? No, he didn't leave me. He's still with me. 
he doesn't understand everything that's going on, but he's a wonderful man. I love him. He loves me. I said, well, I know to be easily judged. Amen. That that's not right. And so if we're having a prayer meeting, well, I don't know why folks don't pray. Now, I realize that at first it's good to sing sometimes, sort of get tuned up, you know. It helps you to sing, get into an attitude of prayer sometimes, worship God for a little bit. But if that's all you're going to do, you're going to miss out on it. So there are different kind of meetings. But our problem is that here in the United States, at least in our culture, I don't know what to do in other parts of the world. I've been there too much. But we try to mix all of them together. And we have a believer's meeting, an evangelistic meeting, a healing meeting, a teaching meeting, a worship meeting, and a prayer meeting all in one. And we're not very successful at either one of them then. But in a church, and I realize that a larger church is going to be more difficult to do some of these things. But in a church, we ought to have all kinds of meetings. And if you'd learn that and just emphasize the right kind of meeting, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not uh, just, uh, and, and these are some things that I'm re reciting to you that the Lord said to me. If, if we'd do that, then we'd have his plan, his purposes, and, and we would pursue that and it'd work out right. Some of the things that he said to me corrected me because I was just as wrong as you. And, and then uh, the last church that I pastored, and we're continually growing. You know, we read the scripture also here in, in Philippians where Paul said, in this uh, third chapter of Philippians, uh, he said, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. Now that word perfect throws folks sometimes. Another translation, either were already mature or full grown. Well, if Paul wasn't full grown, I don't know where that leaves you and I. Amen. But uh, I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus. Now that's Philippians 3.12. He said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press forward toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I remember the last church that I pastored, the last prayer meeting that we had. And I remember that we were going to have a revival, and this is an evangelistic meeting. That's the purpose of the meeting. So I said to my congregation, because, see, we get in a habit of doing things religiously that are right, but we do it as a religious right, and it doesn't work. So I said to them, because, you know, we had before, uh, you know, just copied after everybody else, and we had fasted and prayed and have certain fast days and certain prayer nights and all of that before meetings and so on. But, you see, even though that may be right, it can become just a ritual with us that we go through, and it don't really amount to anything. And so I said to the congregation, now... I don't want you even to pray about the meeting. We kept announcing it. That's coming up. We're going to do some things the, on, on the last week before the meeting. So don't even pray about the revival that's coming. He said, that's strange, isn't it? And I said, don't do it. Don't do it. So we came up to the last Sunday night. We're going to start the revival. Now, remember, it's an evangelistic campaign. We're going to start it the next Sunday night. So on Sunday night, I said to the folks, we're going to have our regular service today. We're going to have our regular prayer meeting. We called it prayer meeting, read this, a Wednesday night service. We would pray, all right, close it with prayer, but have Bible study as well. We're going to have a regular service. Then we're going to have a special meeting Thursday night. Now, between now and Thursday, I don't want anybody to fast, uh, unless God told you to about something else, but about the meeting. Don't you fast? Don't you even pray about the revival we're starting next Sunday night? They say, why did you do that? I did that to get people out of religious rut. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching real good. And then I said, we came on Thursday night. And so then I said to them on Wednesday night, now when you come tomorrow night, 
See, this is an evangelistic meeting. That's our main purpose. We're not coming to worship God. We're not coming to have a believer's meeting. We're not even coming to get blessed ourselves. We're only interested in one thing. That's the loss. You write down somebody's name on a piece of paper that you want to see saved during this meeting. And then if there's somebody, if the, if the, if the husband's, uh, you know, if their wife's not saved, I put both their names on there. But if one of them's a Christian, just put the one on there. And then if they're backsliders, write their name. And if it's a husband or wife that's backslider, write both of them's name on there and put a B on it. We'll know they're backsliders. You pray a little bit different for a backslider than you do a sinner. Don't worry, you do that or not. But we need to find out. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the series you've been listening to today in book form, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the two-disc CD series, Decisions Determine Destiny by Ken Hagan. Both dynamic resources are just $19.95. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Call to Arms, uh, November the 1st through the 3rd. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome time. Let me tell you, ladies, uh, give your husbands a gift and sign them up for Call to Arms. They will come back a changed man and for the good. So make sure that you do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Call today to get this month's special offer, the two-CD set from Ken Hagen, Decisions Determine Destiny, and the book Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagen. This special offer is just $19.95. Call now. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.